Namaskar, and welcome to another episode of DharmaCast. And today we're going to look at something which I call, the topic is, Substance Use and the Spiritual Path. This is a, a topic which is an issue, which is as old as 7,000 years ago, and as new as the 21st century right now. So, regarding the ancient issue, the ancient discussion on this topic, there was a yogi, the founder of yoga. His name was Sadashiva. And his name meant always absorbed in cosmic consciousness. And he was. And because of that, he was oftentimes in a state of ecstasy. And people of that era who were not well versed in, in spiritual matters, some of them thought that maybe he had taken some drugs or wine or something or some intoxicating thing. And that's, that was the explanation for his ecstasy. But the real reason for his ecstasy was that he was absorbed in that con consciousness. And the, the yogi, when the yogi reaches that state, they get a state of bliss. And, and that state is a, a bliss is far greater than what could be achieved with any kind of physical substance. And in fact, Shiva used to have a teaching that was called Madhya Sadhana. And Madhya, in its physical sense, means wine. But in the sense of what Shiva was teaching, he taught about a fluid or a hormone coming from the, the pineal gland. He called it Amrita. It was like a divine nectar. And if a yogi was had a pure mind and was in fasting and on the new moon they could absorb that that nectar and taste uh, like an ecstasy. So that was the ecstasy of Shiva. So it wasn't really a substance and even to this day there are sadhus in India and they invoke the name of Shiva and they take a puff on their pipe or something like that. But really Shiva didn't need any pipe or he didn't need any kind of drug or, or substance to reach that state of spiritual ecstasy. And then, regarding this subject, we can fast forward to the 1960s, because at that time, then there were people like Timothy Leary in um, Harvard University, and who was experimenting with LSD. And he had one colleague, whose name, his name was Dr. Richard Alpert, who later went on to become Ram Das, a spiritual teacher. And they were taking LSD, and they were trying to link it with spirituality and with the Tibetan Book of the Dead, and 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 they they said that LSD was a path towards God, a path towards higher consciousness, and there were other writers of that time, Aldous Huxley, uh, who also were in this kind of camp, you can say, or Allen Ginsberg, and and they were equating the different substances and their effects to spiritual practice. So this was uh, the situation at that time. Ramdas, there was also a very interesting story, went to India with because he was perplexed because he, he, he started to study spirituality and he didn't know um, was, were these drugs really spirituality or was the, the yoga spirituality something different. And he went to see his guru and according to one story he gave this LSD to his guru, but nothing happened. The, the guru was in a state which was beyond those drugs. 
So, and um, I can say for my sake, uh, I also tried some of those uh, substances at that time, and, and I thought maybe they were a path. But then later I found yoga, and I found that was a much more effective and, uh, and safer. I also have seen people use some of the substances and, and have very uh, bad experiences. So I'm not an advocate of those things anymore. You know, as I, at that time I was thinking maybe they were the way, but I really have found that, that the yogic path is the path towards higher consciousness without any negative side effect. And now that was in the 60s, but let's fast forward to the, the, the to the 21st century. So recently I had some person came to me and he said, well, he's microdosing with LSD and and he told me he's, he told me why. Also, he said, "Yeah, it, it cures all depression." And maybe, but I've also found, and I also know from the practice of meditation, that is the best cure for depression. Why? Because when you meditate, you're meditating on your your higher self, your real self, the essence, your pure self. Your, your cosmic consciousness self. And when you, as you think, so you become. So if you think about your deficiencies, and definitely you, you could become depressed, but if you think about your highest capacity, you will be inspired and you'll never become depressed. And the very practice of meditation is, is just thinking about your higher possibilities and your higher nature and your higher you, your higher essence and definitely you become inspired and, and, and it erases all depression. It may not happen immediately like a pill, but it happens in a, in a permanent and lasting manner. So I really recommend that so I don't advocate um, microdosing or macrodosing. LSD is a very dangerous uh, substance from my experience back in the 60s and, and, and the microdosing I don't think is going to be uh, an avenue of of, of uh, betterment for humanity. I, I don't think it will last, but we'll see. Time will tell. And regarding there are other uses of substances, people I've seen it, it's. I don't want to be a stick in the mud, you know, and be against it. But you know, the people have they have beer and yoga nights, you know, at certain breweries and, and things like that. But yoga, as it's really practiced, is a, is a practice which demands a diet which is called sattvic or, or sentient. And, and substances like you know, beer and alcohol are not sentient because they, they, they prevent the mind from becoming rational and becoming uh, expanded. They deaden the mind. It's, it's called static food. So it may be fun to go out and do some yoga and take some beer, but it's, it's not really the lasting yoga practice. So to really go on the yogic path, it requires a pure kind of diet and a, and a pure kind of environment. And, and regarding the whole thing of, you know, of alcohol, alcohol is the main drug of our time. And people generally go to places and they take alcohol and they want to have fun. You know, you, they lose a little bit inhibitions, go out and dance and have a good time. So I understand that it's a social lubricant, but then, of course, it's a, 
it's a very um, nasty one when it when it gets out of control and often does. So, I think my opinion is that in the future, when people learn more about the real aspect of yoga and meditation, and develop themselves, their confidence will increase and and they will overcome all kinds of you know the things which are depressing them and holding them back and they will be able to enjoy themselves without uh, any kind of artificial stimulant and that day that will be the cure actually of you know of, of, of drug use and alcoholism and and this whole thing is when, when people understand and start to practice effective spirituality then there won't be any issue about substance use uh, the substances will be put on the shelves and people will enjoy their lives happily without those stimulants and not only will they enjoy their lives but they will march uh, to a greater kind of ecstasy the kind of ecstasy that Shiva was experiencing and, and the kind of ecstasy which any person can experience through the practice of a proper yoga physical yoga and proper mental and spiritual yoga through proper meditation that day will come and and, and humanity will, will move in a, in a different way and, and the places where people go to to meet and mingle and enjoy themselves they, they, they will people will not use any kind of substance which will um, harm them that day will come it will come because once once people learn how to do it and they will see it as a much superior possibility and so generally when people learn something that is 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 good and and more advanced they discard the, the practices of the past so that that day will come but it, it will take a little bit more time so for now my advice is you don't need any artificial stimulant yoga meditation in its proper form it's all you need and you'll be on your way towards a life that is happy, healthy, and culminates with spiritual bliss. So thanks for listening. And also I have a one request for you that if you want me to address any particular topic in this podcast series, just send an email to me. You can find me on info at dharmacast.com or or Dara at DaraVader.com, many addresses I have, or just click on the links in this uh, video or, or podcast. So I, I invite your questions, and uh, let's discuss them, and let's have a good time with that. So thank you for listening, and I bid you namaskar, and means I salute you with my mind and all the love and cordiality of my heart.